Breaking news this Christmas morning from Nashville, an explosion that has rocked downtown Nashville, sent heavy black smoke and flames into the sky. Emergency crews right now are on the scene. Welcome to a brand new hour of America's Newsroom. Merry Christmas to you and yours. I'm Leland Vittert. Sandra Smith has the holiday off. We are learning that police in Nashville reportedly believe this explosion was an intentional act. Charles Watson. This morning, Las Vegas is on lockdown after a gunman opened fire at a popular outdoor country music festival. It happened just moments after country music superstar. Downtown Nashville early this morning when they stumbled on an RV playing a recorded warning that a bomb would detonate within 15 minutes. Officers then sprinted to clear the area and then the RV delivered on that promise. How much trauma can the human mind take? How many lies can a society absorb knowing that they are lies? How strange is our reality and how real is the reality that we are being told is out there? On this episode of The Soul Trap, we discuss the Nashville bomber, the Vegas shooter, and the forgotten history that makes up on the Cobb Pass. This is your last chance. After this, there's no Time and events roll over us like waves at the ocean, like summer winds that rush across the sky, one upon another. As one leaves and another takes its place, as one touches us, we scarcely can sense that behind it comes another wave. We lose a sense of the individuality of the events that seem to shape our world, or at least how we interpret the world. It all blurs together, a seamless tapestry of unseen hands moving and affecting that whole in which in turn affects the one. One new story rushes in, barely distinguishable from the other prior story. The talking heads and paid liars of the media contrive new and ever more outlandish ways of stating the obvious or trying to get us to ignore the obvious. But like a cascade of filth and drivel, they pound away at our souls, at our ability to process and think and feel. One story comes on the heels of another, all designed to break us and drive us into a condition in which our heads are buried in the sand. Or our positions become extreme, our spirits become broken. Stories, in a sense, are like milk cows, milked every morning for every last possible way in which to destroy the moral fabric of our culture and erode the last strands of freedom within our hearts. They never go away unless or until another deeper dagger-like story can come and be twisted and warped to fit the postmodern agenda. The buzz about a story sucking every ounce of blood and stench from it is continued. That is, unless a story happens outside of the narrative, then and only then must the story be buried, hidden, or made to be so irrelevant that we are silly for even mentioning it. Sometimes the carefully crafted Truman Show they put on for us is disturbed by something or someone that they can't control, a glitch in the matrix that could not be accounted for, a frenzy of action 
that could not be directed or guided. You can tell what they fear by what they ignore, what they make fun of, and what they wish to redirect your attention from and to. I am talking also about something far more sinister than simply picking the stories to cover so as to manipulate your thinking from a political point of view. I'm talking about something more than covering George Floyd versus real black-on-black -black violence. What I'm talking about is, in a sense, a break in the matrix. A matrix that they have created and they wish to control. And yet something comes along that disturbs it. They bury it so that any and all questions that are legitimate are immediately met with ridicule, harsh, even draconian responses and measures. These questions are not meant by the questioner to hurt, but simply to find resolution for the observations before them. Why have we heard nothing about the multiple, not a few, but the myriad reports of additional actors and shooters in the Columbine shooting? Why was there a man running through the woods clad in black after the Sandy Hook shooting? Or why, for instance, were there so many strange and unexplainable events around that sad and tragic tale? Why did Building 7 come down? Or as we are discussing today, why and what was the purpose of the bombing in Nashville? Do you even remember? How quickly it has disappeared from the pages of history. Can you recall on that crisp winter morning the bombing that took place outside the AT&T building in Nashville? Hey everyone, thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. We begin this Christmas night with scenes of utter destruction after an explosion this morning in downtown Nashville. Investigators believe it was an intentional act. Tonight they are asking for the public's help in identifying who was behind it in order to bring them to justice. Where are the deep exposés? There are no Senate inquiries. There are no Congress investigative reports. Who was that man? There remain many questions that have not been answered because no one seems to be allowed to even ask the questions. There are so many questions about the Nashville bombing that have yet to be answered. How come we have two reports of two different kinds of RVs? How come there are reports of two craters? How come there are reports of uh, misleading reports that tell us who the man was and others that contradict that. And one question that often stands out is how did he know how to prepare the shaped charges so well as to pinpoint the wall with a small entry hole and then down through the floors? How did he acquire the explosives? And where were they made? And where is all the background and training? How did he create such an extremely high decibel a clear DC-powered synchronized audio system. Did he just do this in his backyard? Not even a carport? And never really test it out? Record of high-end audio gear purchases? Do we see any of that? Was that shown to the public? No. Why did the first reports of the explosion refer to the recording before they could possibly know that it was a recording? As officers responded, they encountered an RV that had a recording uh, saying that a potential bomb would detonate uh, within 15 minutes. We are living in very extreme times. But the biggest problem with our day today is that few of us are allowed to ask the tough questions. There are a lot more questions than answers, but what is interesting is that no one is asking the tough questions. 
And there are so very obvious and glaring discrepancies, even in official accounts. Let's not forget that the big moment they released the pictures of the RV, they were different. They were different RVs. Are we wrong to ask these questions or to point out these discrepancies? Maybe an even more important fault to ponder is, why isn't the mainstream media asking these questions themselves? It deeply reminds one of another event in history that has been lost to the abyss of silence, the Las Vegas shooter. hear it there sustained automatic gunfire at the concert People do you remember that account as well chances are you don't even remember the man's name if you ever even knew it in the first place one of the most horrific events in history one of the most violent acts of mass murder in american lore and you probably can't even recall his name and barely remember what he looked like with the shooting in boulder have you noticed that they have mentioned Parkland? They have mentioned Newtown, but never, and I mean never, do they mention the Vegas shooter. It's like he does not exist. Of course, you know the name Snowden and Julian Assange because those are enemies of the state, but this man may have actually been the state, or at least a malfunctioning tool of the state. Sad as it is, what is even sadder? is that the reality is not as real as we are led to think. Report after report tells that far from a lone nut in the window some 400 yards plus away, there were, or there may have been in fact, multiple shooters, some even reported as being on the ground. 182 SC, we might need to split these channels. We're going to need a dedicated one for this 32nd floor, I think. Uh, he shot down the hallway and hit a security guard. And we have a four-man team up here, and we have another element coming to us. So we're going to have about eight on the 32nd floor. We will need the 29th floor. It sounds like it's confirmed there are at least two shooters with fully automatic weapons. For this, we were the furthest VIP stages away from Mandalay Bay, and they were ricocheting everywhere where we were. So it, it was, they were firing from somewhere high, and they were unloading clip after clip after clip after clip. So there is a shooter, you believe? Multiple shooters. Multiple shooters. Multiple shooters. We thought it was fireworks, and then it just didn't stop. And I'm like, Debbie, that's not fireworks. And then people started running, and we asked what was going on, and they said it was a shooter, and and then we realized it was. It sounded like machine guns. It sounded like more than one machine gun. Of course, you don't have to take our word for it. If you don't believe what you're hearing from the police secondhand, you can always listen firsthand to the clips of different sounds of guns, echoes far, and reports close. This is from one of the ground level cell phone cams inside the concert venue. Now let's, let's go back and listen to this again. Several things that I would point out here. First of all, you can see all of these spikes are rifle shots. But then you start to hear these deeper sounds. You see this, there again, 
here again, and you see these start to appear throughout in addition to, but separate from. So they're a different cadence, they're a different sound, different, I'm gonna say gun, perhaps, than these other um, spikes that you're seeing here. Listen again. The way to explain something that has no explanation is to hide it, is to act as if it does not exist. In fact, they do more than hide it. They have expunged the Las Vegas shooting from the collective awareness of society and then they repopulate your mind with other thoughts and worries. This is why so many who pursue the truth fret and stress. You want so bad for the rest of the world to see and to recognize the truth. But here is a principle that many forget. The masses don't want the truth. They are looking for happiness. They want bliss. There was a character in a Fitzgerald novel called The Beautiful and the Damned, and her name is Gloria. After a wasted youth on pleasure and vice, she joined what could basically be termed a cult. Her friend, Anthony, said to her in a very candid moment, you can't possibly believe that this stuff is true. And her response was telling. She said, I'm not looking for truth. I'm looking for happiness. People are looking for happiness, even if it means that they live in a non-real reality, even if it means that mass sacrificial murders can take place and no one reveal the truth, even if it means that pedophiles can be elected and rule the land. People are not looking for truth, they are looking for happiness. And that is why the coming Prince of Darkness will so easily rule the land, because the people will gladly take a mark accept a second holocaust, and turn a callous eye to the instituted cannibalism spoken of throughout the Antichrist's rule. Who cares what happened in Nashville or Vegas? I want happiness. But don't get fuzzed up too much and don't fret. There will be something to come along and redirect your mind away from these brief anomalies that remind us that there is a control grid over the reality that we seek. Back to the jello and pudding stories of life, they call us, and pay no attention to the sardonic recording telling you that doom is coming. Watch by the third light post. Something streams up in the air. And then this.
this first. Nothing to see here, please. You think that's air you're breathing?